So you admitted to me immediately after we turned off the recording last time that you actually cut Sirius from your story (laughs) after I had predicted. Well, okay. to be fair to you, I did predict that the story was going to be about them bringing Sirius back to life. So it wouldn't have gotten me points because he was just there. Right. But uh, but uh, but he also wasn't there. He was just mentioned as still being alive. <laughs> so you still wouldn't have gotten a right. point. But yes, right. in the universe of the story, I suppose he was alive. You cut serious and didn't tell me, which is just really <laughs> fucking rude. I'm sorry. You know we really love you. It ain't our place to judge you. Let's get about it naturally. There's no point in hiding, so feel free to start confiding. If you need a good friend, you can count on me. You can count on me. You can count on me. Hello, I'm Sequoia Simone. And I'm Kim. And this is Fanatical Fix. And where? To find them. Do we actually talk about where to find them much? We don't, I feel like. We we provide links. Oh, okay. We, yeah. we provide those good, good links. Yeah, all right. We've got kind of a, a list of where you can find some good... All right. Yeah. Yeah, we do talk We're doing about okay. where to find them. Okay, good. I got worried. Had a sudden existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you're bringing that up on episode 96 of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. We're a Harry Potter fan fiction podcast. And before we get to the fan fiction, we usually do some bullshit and announcements. So here's some bullshit and announcements. Bullshit announcement one. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, cool announcement one. Right. Very cool announcement one. We were on hashtag wizard team, which is the Harry Potter podcast that Black Girls Create does. And right now they're doing this really cool series where they basically are like, if something didn't happen or happened differently in the Harry Potter universe, how would it have affected the rest of the story? We had so much fun arguing about this. (laughs) It was so fun. It's a very fun game. You should go listen to all of them. And then you should probably just play the game and then write what you decide as fan fiction. Yeah. (laughs) And send that some fan fiction to us. <laughs> so go check that out. That came out um, a couple weeks ago. So go search hashtag wizard team in your podcast app. We also did a guest spot on Puffcast, which is a Hufflepuff centric Harry Potter podcast. That episode's coming out on the third. They read a fan fiction to us, <laughs> and it was so fun. Very fun. <laughs> it was a good app. Good app. Good, cool hangs with some cool puffs. Next announcement. Uh-huh. We had talked a lot about our book club over on Patreon. We've been reading the Harry Potter books together with our patrons in a book club format, and we finished them. The Harry Potter books. We finished them. Somebody was probably reading them. Uh, it seemed like the meetings kind of devolved into just cool hangs near the end. They did. <laughs> <laughs> we sort of gave up on We still talked about Harry Potter, but you know. Oh, okay. Um, so now we are replacing book club. And because I am who I am 
in this world, I decided that it was a good idea to replace book club with five things. Stupid. I am very stupid, as we all know. So if you are a patron on Patreon, or if you are thinking about becoming one, starting in February, we will have movie watch parties. We're going to have game nights. We're going to have fan fiction roundtables where we talk about specific tropes or ships within fan fiction. We will have common room house parties where we just hang out and dress up and have some dance parties. And of course, last but not least, Hogwarts <laughs> Drama Club. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So come join us over on Patreon to get access to all of those fun things. You get access to all those fun things in just the $2 tier. Yep. So we're going to have join cool us. stuff happening every week. It's every weekend every now, weekend. right? Yeah, every yes. weekend. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incredible. Speaking of Patreon, we have. Uh, probably hit 300 patrons by now we did today oh shit really yes go us so we are setting (laughs) a new goal we haven't had a goal in a very long time our last goal was to make yes the 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 uh the prize at the end was to make yes glitter and that did nearly kill us so we have (laughs) held off for a hot second yes (laughs) this time once we hit our patreon goal of 400 patrons we are going to do a live show extravaganza. Yes, we will be live streaming a show. Each of us will read a fan fiction on it. We will do some trivia, some Harry Potter trivia with y'all, and some fanatical fix trivia with you as well. And we'll have some prizes, and we'll do a Q&A portion, and it'll just be like a whole fanatical fix fam extravaganza. And that live show is going to be for everyone. So if you want to help us do that for all of you cool party people, <laughs> check out our Patreon. Um, we In the spirit of us uh, s- sort of trying to become less of a total disaster. I don't know. These announcements have taken like 10 minutes already. So, you know. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> we are trying to be less of a disaster. Therefore... <laughs> We have now solidified that story time is always going to be on the third Saturday of the month at noon mountain time. So put that on your calendars forever. Sure. We're going to do that forever. (laughs) That seems likely. And and please submit your work to story time. Yeah. 5,000 words or less. Email it to fanaticalfix at gmail.com. We've got a couple more announcements. One more announcement. One more. Here we go. (laughs) This is episode 96. Episode 100 is still coming up upon us. (laughs) We are not afraid. (laughs) We have you all sending us your beautiful voices to be on the podcast. Write us a summary no more than 300 words, character voices encouraged, record it, send it to fanaticalfix at gmail.com or call our Google voice number in the description of this episode and leave a message. 
The deadline for these is March 22nd. If you're not familiar with what we're asking for because you don't listen past the disaster that the end portion is. Yeah, don't blame me on that one. (laughs) We do a short like story summary kind of experience to thank our patrons. So maybe you should go back and listen to those because they're really fun. They are really fun. Maybe I'm biased. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, I'm done with that portion of the podcast, Sequoia. I would like to read you a stupid fan fiction now. I mean, an amazing fan fiction now. An incredible, beautiful, lovely fan fiction. Bring it on. So here's the thing is you have let slip a couple of things about this fan fiction to me already. Oh, shit, I did. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got to edit my fic. I had to throw out... Beep. That was me beeping out when I accidentally <laughs> let slip to Sequoia. Sequoia apparently gets extra clues this time. You don't, listener. It, it is not going to help me. <laughs> <laughs> but it is has made me very excited for what this fan fiction is going to sure. be. Sure. You can't guess the things that I've accidentally let slip. Damn. Because I'm very stupid. You can't use that against me. <laughs> All right, what are we getting into today? All right, so it's time for you all to make three predictions about what you think is going to happen in this fan fiction based on these three clues. Clue number one is the title, which is Too Little, Too Late. And clue number two is the genre tags, which the author of this fic did not genre tag it, so I'm tagging it romance slash drama. Ooh. And the time period, which is pre-Deathly Hallows. All right, prediction number one, this is Dramione. Cool. Prediction number two, there will be a performance in the Great Hall. Excellent. Prediction number three, there will be a ball of some type. Okay. I will accept all of those. Okay. Now let's oh. read uh, a too little, too late. <laughs> I'm ready. Ginny had been with Harry for over a year, but when he broke up with her, she had a feeling it was because of Hermione. Oh, shit. You did not. You did not. Did not what? <laughs> how dare she had always had a feeling that harry didn't really like her and that he liked hermione better (laughs) oh my god it's gonna take me a long time to get through this story if i laugh after every sentence i read (laughs) don't know why you think about that but okay continue why Ginny would think that harry likes hermione better than her yeah, Hermione's obviously better than Ginny for <laughs> Harry. What? In 2006. <laughs> she thought to herself, maybe Harry only liked me because I was a good chase. <laughs> what? No, you weren't, though. You weren't. But you weren't. <laughs> you were- well, okay. Because book five, we had the whole, the whole, you know, monster in his chest and Harry was jealous all the time. No, that's book six. Oh, is that book six? Is Harry not jealous in book five? No, that's book six. Okay. Yes. I yeah, remember no, how the book books go. Book six is the horny one. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that Ginny's a good chase, though. Hmm. No, she's been in love with him since she was 11. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. 
Hermione was different than Ginny because she was always studying, whereas Ginny was always hanging out with her friends while studying. Oh my god! (laughs) That's why Harry likes her better or some shit. Harry likes her better because she doesn't have any friends except for Harry? (laughs) That does not track! (laughs) Ginny, what? Ginny, what? Ginny, no. It's because Harry just, Harry wants someone who will only pay attention to him because he's the most important thing and the most important person in the room. Sure. Hermione's always studying. (laughs) Ginny hangs out with her friends while she's studying. So Hermione's not even hanging out with her friends while studying. So she's not paying attention to Harry. But she has more bandwidth to pay attention to Harry. (laughs) She has no other friends. Great. Awesome. Harry was attracted to Hermione because she had something that Ginny didn't have. And that was that she had this spark to her. And that every time he looked at her, he could see his whole life in front of him. Whereas with Ginny, she was just like a really good friend, and he didn't (laughs) want to lose that friendship. Ah, What? Breaking up with her and breaking her heart isn't gonna lose you your friendship, Harry. Um. Okay, this is still from like Ginny's POV, right? Like she is sort of projecting this onto the situation. Yeah. How does she know that? Maybe How Harry told her that. that? He's, he was like, look, we have to break up. When I look at Hermione, I see my whole I see life the, in see front of me. Whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would get like really annoying really quickly, though. Is like every time you look at Hermione, you mm-hmm. are sort of uh, all consumed by your past, your present, and your future. Mm-hmm. Uh as it flashes before your eyes. <laughs> like, do, wouldn't that just get really old after a minute? I see my death. Every time I look at Hermione, I see my death. <laughs> I think I'm going to date really her. It's really distracting. Like, if you're in the middle of a, of a, of a duel with Voldemort uh-huh. and you happen to look over at Hermione, uh-huh. you would lose because all of a sudden... You your would be entire consumed. life is flashing before your eyes. Exactly. Hermione was everything that Ginny <laughs> wished she was because Hermione was smart, witty, and pretty. Uh, uh. <laughs> Harry thought that Ginny was pretty, but she just didn't attract his eye like Hermione did. We have, at some point in this story, switched to Harry's brain i feel like this story i have to have i gave this story a pretty generous uh grammar edit (laughs) but it was written pretty uh stream of consciousness let's say Mm. okay okay i dig i dig i dig (laughs) okay here's some more stuff Ginny knew one thing and that was fashion she could what? throw an outfit together in as little as 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. How long does she think that outfits usually take to put together? Like an hour? I don't know. Does she think it takes an hour to put together an outfit? I don't know. Ginny's really good at fashion. 
Here's the thing is, I would buy that Ginny's really good at, like, like thrifting mm-hmm. and, like, making cool shit out of, like, a $2 t-shirt from the thrift store. Oh, for whatever. sure. Like, I would 100% get behind that shit. Yeah. But 15 minutes to throw an outfit together is her claim to fame here? <laughs> I don't know. Incredible. I don't know. I don't know. Incredible. She could throw an outfit together in as little as 15 minutes. And, well, to Harry, that wasn't good enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to take me fucking forever to read this. It is really offset by the fact that she has friends. She could put together an outfit in 15 minutes, but she does have friends. Sometimes she's not paying attention to me, even though I'm the chosen one. <laughs> Ooh. To Harry, that wasn't good enough because he wanted to have something real and was just not interested in clothes. <laughs> he wants something yeah. real, Sequoia. Yeah, to be fair, it's kind of it's kind of hard to be worried about clothes when you're worried about like Voldemort. Defeating the Dark Lord. Yeah. But, you know, to each their own, I guess. Yeah. I do like when Harry, like, is concerned about clothes, though. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go buy a cool hat today. <laughs> Harry's cool hat. Harry, go buy a cool hat. Judy can help you throw together the coolest outfit. She just In needs 15 minutes. 15 minutes. minutes. <laughs> and then you'll look fly as fuck. <laughs> This hurt Ginny, but she wasn't going to let Harry win and know that he had hurt her. Hell yeah. Get him. Kill him. (laughs) (laughs) She knew that she was better than Hermione in many ways, but there was one thing that Hermione had the courage to do, and that was sing. Study alone. Sing. (laughs) Hermione... Has the courage to sing. Yes, here it comes. See, listeners, this is what happened is that last night, Kim managed to let it slip to me that um, she had done a lot of editing to this story and that most of that editing had been removing large chunks of lyrics. I'm ready. I don't know what you're talking about. I would never accidentally reveal something like that. I'm ready. There was a talent show. Yes, I love a talent show. <laughs> There's nothing I love more than a talent show. What's better? What's better than, than a that? talent show? Than a Hogwarts <laughs> talent show? What's what better than that? Better than that? <laughs> Did talent shows actually happen outside of like TV and movies? Like a talent show with an actual winner? Mm, no, I I remember talent shows, but never one with a winner. That that's just a TV thing. Anyway, tweeted us if you ever re- if you remember any talent shows with a winner. Um, there was a talent show, and since Hermione had started singing in it, she had won every time. But that was because there was nobody brave enough to enter it. Wait, she's the only person in the talent show? It would it's appear just, so. It's just a performance. <laughs> and then she wins. It's just Hermione's concert. 
the only one brave enough to enter the talent show, and she wins every time. This, of course, she does. What? Oh, this sen- that sentence was just like I read that. And I was like, beautiful. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Hermione's the only one brave enough to enter the talent show. Excellent. Uh... She wins every time. Yes, correct. <laughs> This year, though, Ginny was getting up the nerve to go out and show that she was better than Hermione and to show Harry what he was missing. I just... What? I just... What? I feel like she's just projecting a lot of stuff. Yeah. On to Harry. Yeah, I think that block of text that you thought might have been from Harry's perspective, I think that's just Ginny projecting. Wow. Wow. Okay. She's going to wow them with a song, and I'm very excited to yes. learn what that song is. All right. Here's one of my other p- favorite parts about this story. Ginny had liked to write song lyrics, but she had never had the nerve to sing them. So she decided to write a song that would apply to everyone and not just her. I don't know wait, what that means. I don't wait, know what that means. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Ginny's been writing songs that are like, go, Ginny, you're the best. You can do it, Ginny. (laughs) And now she's going to write a song that's like, hey, you, you're the best. You can do it. (laughs) Yeah, I think Ginny's been writing a lot of a lot of uh, stuff that's like so specific to her just like regular daily life. You have red hair and lots of brothers. Do you know what it's like to have 700 brothers? <laughs> your house is called the burrow and your mom is Molly. Ginny's <laughs> so good at writing songs. <laughs> this time, though, she's going to write a song for everyone. Ginny <laughs> knew that the judges not only judged on your talent, but they also judged on what you wore and how the crowd reacted to your performance. They judge on nothing. There is no judging rubric. Only one person is ever in this competition. Ginny just thinks they're going to judge her on what she wears because here's the thing. She's projecting a lot. She's really good at fashion. And I bet you... She is going to, because this is a special occasion, she's going to spend a whole 20 minutes on that outfit. For sure. <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> so Ginny just had to outperform Hermione and she would win. Yeah. That's all she has to do. Easy peasy. She has to write a song that will apply to everyone. Uh-huh. Pick the best outfit in the history uh-huh. of fashion. And Mm -hmm. outperform Hermione. Step four, profit. Yeah. Yes. Ginny went up to her dorm because she knew that nobody would be up there because they were either with their boyfriend or they were too busy studying for tests or just (sighs) reading because they felt like it. (laughs) Nobody's up in the dorms. They're all busy. They're all busy reading books because they want to because they want to (laughs) elsewhere they're reading books elsewhere because that's what they like to do you can't read books in the dormitory sequoia i love this story it's adorable (laughs) this story is adorable it is adorable i do quite enjoy it Ooh, reading books because they want to (laughs) 
<laughs> They're not in the dorm, so she's going to go up to the dorm. When Ginny opened the door, she looked back and saw Harry watching her and decided to ignore it because he had broken up with her. Watching her from where? The common room. Oh, okay. Ginny closed the door to the girl's staircase and went up to her room and took her notebook and quill and went to work writing her song for the contest. Did she play an instrument or is she just writing like some acapella jams? Oh, you're going to find out what Ginny's doing (laughs) for the music. (laughs) Ginny had to get to work because the contest was in less than a month and Ginny really wanted to win. She wanted to show Harry what he was missing. Best reason to enter the talent show. Revenge! (laughs) A declaration of love or revenge are the only reasons to ever enter a talent show. Yes. Or to show everyone a side of you that they've never seen before. (laughs) Actually, yeah, there are three. There are three three reasons to enter a talent show. Yeah, you can't. (laughs) 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 While Ginny was writing her song... Draco Malfoy was thinking about Ginny. Didn't see it going this way. No? No. Ginny's not with Harry. Who else is she going to be with? <laughs> Anyone? Oh, only one other option. I, I mean, it could have. We could have ended up with Hermione slash Ginny. No. Turn turn the tables. That was never twist, the way this was going to go. Tables. That, was never, that, that would be amazing, honestly. Yeah. Ginny sings so well, Hermione's like, finally, a worthy rival. Let's make out. <laughs> exactly. But alas, no. Draco Malfoy was thinking about Ginny. He didn't know why. She was just another redhead in the school. <laughs> but he had been watching her since first year, and now he saw the 16-year-old young woman she had become. Mm-hmm. She's just another redhead. But also... But also, she's a... She's a young woman. She's grown up. He knew that (laughs) Potter had broken her heart, and so he decided he was going to go to the talent show to watch her. Oh, oh, dang. For a second, I was was like, is he going to profess his love through song at the talent show? If only. Dang it. (sighs) (laughs) Draco knew Pansy and some other Slytherin girls were trying to beat Granger, but he secretly hoped that Ginny beat them all because oh. he really wanted her to be happy and then later to ask her out. <laughs> I do appreciate that the asking her out is secondary to the happiness. Yeah. I appreciate that. Also, yeah. apparently this year, everyone has decided that they're brave enough to this, sing well, at the this is, show? This is Hermione's seventh year and Pansy's seventh year. So this is their last chance. Oh, their last chance to defeat Hermione yeah. at the talent show. Yeah. Okay. They've seen what she has the last every year. <laughs> now they're ready. They've plotted. They've planned. This is their year. Incredible. Ginny used her time to write her song and plan how she was going to look. As the weeks passed, oh, Ginny okay. has been planning her She's... outfit for weeks. Okay. I am now understanding a little bit more um, how she really thinks that putting together her outfit in 15 minutes is like an incredible feat of strength and, and uh-huh. knowledge. She can do it in 15 minutes, but she would prefer to have weeks to do it. <laughs> Amazing. 
Was this the kind of thing that like young women's magazines promoted? Putting your outfit together in weeks? That it, that you need to like put in a lot of work to plan your outfit for a special occasion. Yeah. Here's some look recommendations. I was subscribed to Seventeen Magazine for longer than I should probably admit. <laughs> I was into it. Uh, yeah, like, this is ridiculous. I, I love this. I'm pretty sure, yes. There was a, a lot of thought needs to be put into, especially in a special occasion like your revenge talent show. Yeah, for sure. As the weeks passed, Ginny finished her song, Too Little, Too Late. Is what the song is called. It is what the song is called. Is, I guess is, we'll is reveal, it an actual song? Okay. We'll reveal when we get to the lyrics whether or not Ginny has actually written an original song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ginny finished her song, Too Little, Too Late, and she had planned her outfit by going shopping, and she had also planned her hair. <laughs> now, I... I trimmed a bit here and I kind of regret that now. I couldn't get this like grammatically and flow wise to make any sort of sense. Mm-hmm. But we got kind of like a we got like a section where we switched perspective. Mm-hmm. But part of that section was that like Ginny left the dorm and she threw on an outfit that was just some blue track pants and a dark blue tank top. And she puts her hair up in a ponytail and she just like goes out for no reason she's just walking through the halls or some shit okay yeah and Hermione looks at her and Hermione's wearing pink track pants and a black tank top no and then we switch to Hermione's perspective kind of (laughs) no yes what is that they're both wearing matching differently oppositely colored outfits I guess Ginny's got blue track pants Hermione's got pink track pants Oh, don't they know that there can only be one sporty spice? Right. Like you. <laughs> now they gotta fight it out. Their outfits are too similar. What are they doing? There can only be one. More evidence that they should end up together. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Hermione had heard that Ginny was writing her own song and had put together her own band. Mm. Ginny put together her own band. Do we get to know who's in the band? No. Damn it. Speculate wildly. (laughs) Who is in Ginny's band? It's all her ex-boyfriends. Yes. Michael Corner. Yes. And Dean Thomas. Yes. She only has two ex-boyfriends. Yeah. Seamus is enough. there too. Okay, Seamus is there. Good. That's enough for a band. Okay. Is Neville there? She she went to a dance with Neville. Ooh, Neville then. Neville, Michael Corner, Dean. That's approximately enough for a band. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Put together her own band. And that made Hermione wonder who was going to win this year, even though Hermione had won the talent show since she was in fourth year. Because no one else was in it! Uh (laughs) At three on the big day, Ginny decided to go and get her clothes ready. Jesus. There's a lot about her clothes in this fan fiction. I love it! (laughs) What are her clothes, sir? Once she had all her stuff and she had contacted her band members, Ginny laid down and thought about how she was going to knock the judge's socks off with her song. (laughs) Cute. 
She had been practicing for over a week with her band and late at night in the room of requirement. A week? She had to, to so she had less than a week at the, be- less than a month at the beginning month, of the yeah. story to get ready. So she spent a couple of weeks writing her song. And a couple of weeks shopping. And then like two days practicing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Says over a week. Eight days practicing. Nice. Once four hit, she raced down to where the girls were getting ready and put on her clothes and did her hair and makeup. I love that they all get ready together. Yeah, they have like they have a dressing dressing room. room. Yep, they have the girls' dressing room backstage. When it was her turn, she walked out, and everyone saw her outfit. (laughs) Were you going to tell me what this fucking outfit is? I don't know. Am I? I'll just keep it to myself. Just cut I, swear to God. I swear to God, <laughs> everyone saw her outfit, which was a short jean skirt with black stars on it, leggings and high heels. And we don't get a description of what the top is. What? <laughs> what is that? What? What, what is what? that? What? What is that? What? <laughs> Leggings, jean skirt, and leggings, and, and high, high heels. heels. Yes, she looks incredible. Sure. <laughs> when Draco, Harry, Ron, and Hermione saw how she had her makeup and her hair, they were speechless. Oh my god, <laughs> she looked so pretty to Draco. Oh my god. Her hair was straight until it got to the ends where it curled. And her makeup was natural, but you could tell that she was wearing some. <laughs> she looks insane. She looks incredible. <laughs> what are you talking about? She looks amazing. <laughs> she looks insane. Oh, I'm so, I love it. She did forget to cover her face in glitter. Like, that is what you're supposed to do before you you need some body glitter. Lots of body glitter. (laughs) Oh, wow. Live and learn, Ginny. She walked up to the microphone with an attitude like nobody would want to mess with her. Oh, hell yeah. When she started to sing, that's when people were amazed. Oh, my God. And then I cut a huge chunk of lyrics from the song Too Little, Too Late by JoJo. By JoJo? Yes. (laughs) So Ginny wrote her own song, but it is a song by JoJo. (laughs) Amazing. (sighs) I love it. So good. Okay, so we get a huge chunk. This is one of those... times when we get the chunk of song lyrics a little bit of story chunk Mm. of song lyrics a little bit of story kind of deal gotcha so we get the huge chunk of song lyrics and then harry noticed that she had never looked as happy as she did while she was singing with her band and her backups oh so not only does she have a band she has backup singers who are Ginny's backup singers oh my god it's luna correct and um ooh, it's Luna and Cho. No, Cho's not at school anymore. Oh fuck, Cho graduated. Cho came back just for the <laughs> And Romilda Vane. And Romilda Vane. Nice. Good, I like it. They're dead set on defeating Hermione. She's gotten together a whole team of all stars and she 
Yeah, but what if Pansy wins the Pansy's not going to win, Sequoia. Show. Pansy's not going to win. We're not going to talk about Pansy again. We aren't? Damn. No, no, no. no. Damn. We forgot about that. Draco could feel the power of her words and could see the pain in them. And he knew they were about Potter and how he had hurt her deeply. They are. They are. They are, Draco. He wished that he could do something, but he decided to listen to the rest of the song. <laughs> what, wait, what? <sighs> what was he going to do besides listen to the rest of the song? Make intense eye contact. <laughs> Communicate through eye contact. He just hauls off and punches Harry in the face. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Talent show fight! (laughs) Classic. Hermione, on the other hand, wasn't at all shocked at how Ginny sounded. They all continued to listen to her song. And then we get another chunk of song lyrics. Hermione wished she had that much power in her voice and that she didn't care what people thought of her songs because she was always scared that they wouldn't think that they were good enough. That was why she always sang songs that were already popular and had never had the guts to write her own song and get her own band together. She decided to listen to the rest of Ginny's song. (laughs) Oh my god. Hermione has been so funny. It is. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's so good. Hermione's been like playing a CD and singing along to it at the right. talent show. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. Or like there's a teacher who's been playing the piano and Hermione's been singing along to it. <laughs> uh, I think probably the Flitwick has been playing the piano so sure. that Hermione could sing her song. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Probably that. She just didn't have the guts to show off her own song lyrics that she writes also. Oh, geez. I love it when they all write songs. Yes. What's better than that? I don't know. (laughs) Nightwater. (laughs) Nightwater. (laughs) All right. And this is the last chunk of lyrics from the song Too Little Too Late by Jojo. Oh, great. Which hopefully you've clicked over to our playlist and have been listening to mm-hmm. while we did this section. Exactly. Don't forget <laughs> about the playlist. <laughs> Gotta plug that. <laughs> when Ginny finished her song, everyone clapped for her. Because <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. Bravo. Her and her band of very talented ex-boyfriends. Ex-boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> and people who have a grudge against Harry and Luna. <laughs> He's also there. (laughs) She took one look at Harry and then walked off. Nice. Uh, Tell him. Tell him. Drag him. Backstage, Draco walked up to her, but he didn't say anything. And Ginny decided that maybe that was his way of saying good job. What? Why? Why would you decide that? You have Draco. No, there's no contextual Draco. proof. Draco came up and just stood there and stared at her. Oh my god. 
because she didn't catch the intense eye contact he was trying to hold with her during the song because she was too busy singing it, Harry. Right. Right, 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 right. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> Clearly. So I have no idea how she knows that him standing there and not saying anything <laughs> means good job. But she does. She does. She knows. They have she... a connection or oh, something. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when everyone had sung Professor Dumbledore, this story was written in 2006. Oh, okay. Professor Dumbledore. Professor Dumbledore. <laughs> sure. There can't be a talent show without Professor Dumbledore, though. True. Like, let's be real. Very He's the true. reason why the talent show ever happens. Dumbledore wants a talent show. There is a talent show. There is a talent show. <laughs> One student or zero. <laughs> <laughs> he just makes everyone stand in the Great Hall. <laughs> This is when we would be doing a talent show. If you all were such cowards. <laughs> I'm into that. Uh, Professor Dumbledore walked up to the mic and said, I am pleased to announce the new winner. And that would be Miss Ginny Weasley. Yay. Yay. Bravo. Ginny went up and got her award. And then she walked past Harry and out of his life. Oh, shit. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Harry. <laughs> uh, the end. Oh, the end? What? She walked past what? Harry and out of his <laughs> life. The end. Wow. That's a powerful ending. Thank you. That is a I really powerful ending. Um, <laughs> I just found it. It's a powerful ending. I mean, I do wish that we would have seen a little bit more of how this relationship between uh, Draco and Ginny that has no mm -hmm. words involved. I think they probably just continue to sort of uh, silently exist in each other's space. Um, and I, I would like to see the progression of that. But other than uh -huh. that, that story was fucking flawless. Yes. <laughs> I am no okay no wait there were some flaws we don't know what Ginny's shirt looked like oh okay yeah no that is a huge flaw we don't what know her shirt look like what her jewelry looks like like how did she accessorize this badass outfit exactly the accessories <sighs> are important yes gotta have a statement earring Ginny spent a whole month putting this outfit together and we just got the <laughs> bottom half <laughs> So incredible. Whew. All right. Well, I got a point. It didn't specifically Did say it was in the Great Hall, but like where else would it have been? Yeah. I mean, I guess I, we, I mean, it's not going to hurt us to give me a pity point because like, mm -hmm. our, our, we don't, we're not good at this game. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, I got a point. <laughs> Very good. Ooh. Nice work. Are you ready for a segment? I suppose. Hold for the end, please. Hold for the end, please, is a segment where you all, the listeners, write in and tell us how you think a story ended or began or anything to that effect <laughs> that we have done on the podcast. You just didn't feel like it was done yet. It just wasn't yeah. done. Like for this story, you want to write to us about Ginny and Draco's silent, uh, silent relationships. 
how did Pansy's performance go? Exactly. Let us know. So for this hold for the end, please, I have an amazing submission from Felix. Thank you, Felix. Uh, This is hold for the end, please. Touching the skies. (laughs) Yes, thank you. That story was not completed to my satisfaction. To no one's satisfaction. So here we are. This is what happens. Um, Chloe spends the rest of her summer with Harry and Hermione at the Weasleys' home. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they go to Diagon Alley to get all of her Hogwarts school supplies, they go to Ollivander's to get her a wand. Mm-hmm. And she's trying all the wands and none of the wands work. And Ollivander is so distraught by the fact that <laughs> none of the wands work that he retires. <laughs> Chloe doesn't need a wand. She's too special. So Mrs. Weasley is worried about this scenario and takes Chloe to St. Mungo's, where they figure out that Chloe is, in fact, not a witch. She is a firebender. (laughs) And... Oh my gosh. I think I looked it up after that episode came out, and there was like a little bit of overlap between the first season of Avatar and when this story was written. Nice. So it's entirely possible that they were writing a firebender. (laughs) Right? Uh, The doctors are mystified by this because they didn't know that firebenders still existed in the modern world. They were sort of like an extinct experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, um, sure. Chloe is mostly sad about this scenario because she's like, well, if I'm not a witch, how am I supposed to infiltrate Hogwarts? Right. Um, One goal. So they go back to the burrow and Dumbledore appears and he's like, no biggie, you can still come to Hogwarts because of the prophecy. We need you to be close to Harry at all times. So you'll just come to Hogwarts anyway. It's It's, fine. We don't teach any subjects other than magic. You will not learn any useful skills, (laughs) but you will be present. (laughs) Incredible. So they all get on the Hogwarts Express and they're going to Hogwarts and Draco Malfoy comes into the compartment and is like, oh, they really let anyone into Hogwarts these days. Thank you, Draco. And then there's sort of a a look passed between um, Draco and Harry Mm -hmm. and um, Chloe's like, huh, that's a that's a something. Catalog Mm -hmm. that for the future references. Okay. Um, Is this going to turn into a dreary? I don't think that's what the original author intended, but you know. I don't think so either, but I like it. Um, (laughs) Everyone's confused when she gets to Hogwarts because she's a new student and she's not getting sorted. She's just going to be in Gryffindor. (laughs) And uh, so there's not really a lot for Chloe to do at Hogwarts because she is not a witch. So she signs up for Flitwick's choir because there's no other musical group and she needs to hone her musical skills for her future pop stardom. Uh And uh, at the first rehearsal, Flitwick is just blown away by her incredible vocal skills. Sure. And And Dumbledore learns that she's in the choir and he comes and listens and is also blown away by her vocal skills. And so he decides that he wants to support her dream to become the biggest pop star in the world after the war has ended. Excellent. So Dumbledore sets her up. He's like shows her the room of requirement and how it can be turned into a band rehearsal room (laughs) or a recording studio. If yes. 
And uh, then they're like, well, you know, she is going to need some type of a manager, some public public relations, some marketing advertising. So they hire Gilderoy Lockhart (laughs) to be her manager. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Yes, of course they do. Right? Because he is the best at personal brand marketing. Yes. Um, So. (laughs) Obviously. Incredible. So she, her, the release day for her debut album is coming up. It's Uh called Girlfriend. And she, (laughs) and she's really wanting to spend more time with Harry, like personally. But Harry is kind of always with Draco Malfoy. Weird Uh, how that happens sometimes. Right. And so she's kind of confused by that and doesn't really know what's happening. But Hermione figures it out. And explains the situation to her. And mm-hmm. so Chloe is like, okay, I guess, uh, you know, barking up the wrong tree over there. So what I am going to do is refocus my energies on my romantic connection with Ginny Weasley. Here oh, we go. <laughs> nice. Oh, so nice. So she writes it. We just found song. out Ginny also is very good at writing and at singing. writing and singing. Exactly. So this is a match made in heaven. <laughs> Um, the day before the release of her debut album, uh, Chloe, <laughs> Voldemort is seen in the Forbidden Forest. And Dumbledore's like, you know what? We should probably just get this whole thing over with. So uh, Harry and Chloe, just go find him. <laughs> because I'm just about done with this whole scenario. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, um, what? Okay. So Harry and Chloe walk out into the Forbidden Forest. They find the Resurrection Stone because it's very glittery. Um, And Harry picks it up and he's like, oh, look at this glittery stone. And then he turns it over and all of his Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers, who are all dead except except for Gilderoy Lockhart because he is alive and Chloe's manager. So um, Snape is also dead uh, and Umbridge is also dead. It's fine. It's fine. They're all dead. Um, Lupin's dead. um, Yes. They're all dead. Except except for Lockhart. for Lockhart. Excellent. So uh, they all show up. This is Snape, Umbridge, Barty Crouch Jr. is there. (laughs) Um, A great team of something. A great team of those guys. Uh, And then... And then Lockhart, in his full non-deadness, shows uh-huh. up uh-huh. and is like, I will escort you to my true love. And so Lockhart <laughs> <laughs> takes them to Voldemort. It's a great ship. I mean, like, it's one of my favorites. It's, it's nothing. I love it. This is a good ship. Thank uh- you for including this. <laughs> Felix has done an amazing job. Chloe is like really distraught about how her personal brand manager is actually a bad guy and in love with Voldemort and is like having sort of a crisis about it. And so like Harry is battling Voldemort actively and Chloe is just like, oh, my God, my manager is a bad guy. But he's been so effective at managing my brand. Yeah, and the rest of the dead Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers are also just sort of there. Cool. Um, and then <laughs> and then she sets Lockhart on fire. Oh, um, no. 
and he dies. Oh, and no. Then, which is like really bad for her brand, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, downtrodden about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> not going to find anyone as good. Harry is just sort of battling Lord Voldemort. They're still battling. They battle for a while while Chloe Uh just watches. And there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. So she just also lights Voldemort on fire. Of course she does. (laughs) And then what? Does that work? Everybody cheered. (laughs) And uh, they go back to the castle. And Draco and Ginny are both relieved to see their loved ones uh Mm -hmm. not dead Mm -hmm. which is preferable Mm -hmm. and then uh the next day they have a big feast and chloe releases her debut album and realizes her dream of becoming the world's most famous pop star (laughs) and she marries Ginny and everybody gets married actually oh Draco gets married uh, to Harry Percy and Oliver get married oh, the good. squid in the Hogwarts castle get married good. Ron and Hermione get married and everyone achieved what they've always wanted the end incredible <laughs> thank you so much to Felix for writing this and sending it in Glad Chloe <sighs> achieved her dreams. Yeah, I really wanted her to become the world's most famous pop star, and she did. She did. She did. And now it's time for the, the Rex Zone. So, for no particular reason, mm-hmm. I was recently on AO3 searching for Harry Potter fan fiction's tagged AU Regency era. <laughs> no particular uh-huh. reason. Uh-huh. And I found some good ones. Nice. There's some longer ones that I haven't quite read yet, but my rec today is from that search that I was doing. It is called Postscript. It is Pansy Parkinson slash Harry Potter. Incredible. (laughs) Regency era Pansy slash Harry. That's good. Pansy's uh, engaged to the wrong man. And Harry's there to show her that. (laughs) Despite them both disliking each other at the beginning. Oh, good. <laughs> Perfect. You can find a link to that fan fiction in the description of this episode. You can also find it on our website, fanaticalfix.com. Also on our website is our story submission form. Please send in all of the fan fictions that you're reading that it just like pops into your brain and you say, oh, you know who would love this? You know whose voice I read this entire thing in? <laughs> Exactly. Send those in via the story submission form on our website. Also on our website, you can find merch. Yes, glitter's on our website, but also a link to our Tee Public is on our website where there's a variety of designs on a variety of objects. Tweet at us if you have ever been in a talent show that had an actual winner. You can find <laughs> us on social media at Fanatical Fix on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you have any longer thoughts, submissions for hold for the end, please, any of our other segments, um, or you got to email us in your submissions for our 100th episode, email Mm. us at fanaticalfix at gmail.com. 
If you want to help out this podcast, there are a couple ways to do that. Drop us a review on anything that will accept a review. <laughs> Trick everyone 2021. Tell all your friends. About the pod. Or about Sequoia's other pod. Yeah. They'll probably like that one better and think you're less weird <laughs> for recommending it. Maybe. Or you can, if you really like this podcast, you can support us on Patreon. Help us reach that goal so that we can do a fun live show for everyone. Speaking of Patreon, after a few months, certain tiers get a shout out on the podcast in the form of a story summary, which you might take inspiration from to write your story summary for our 100th episode. <laughs> Sequoia's going to do one today. Sequoia? There is no other way to put it. The students of Hogwarts are obsessed. And this time it's not with Harry or a particular Quidditch star or Gilderoy Lockhart. This time it's with a book Ooh. and a romance novel at that. Ooh. Two days ago, a mysterious book by an anonymous author showed up under the pillows of every Hogwarts student, and now they're whispering in the hallways, hiding the book inside their textbooks so they can read during class, and mealtimes in the Great Hall are mysteriously quiet. Will the heroine find true love? They wonder. Who's your favorite pairing? They whisper. All the while, the mysterious authoress watches, the only one not glued to the novel at all times. Who is Hogwarts' mysterious romance novelist? Read and review to find out. <laughs> hey, Sequoia, I would like that fanfic. <laughs> you rude person. <laughs> I hate when one of our summaries is like, wait, but actually... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, thanks so much to our patrons, Ariana Buenrostro, Percy Blue, Alexis Baird, Nia Gray, Elizabeth Jacobs, Dimitri Kosar, and Michael Boyle. Your support means a lot to us. Thank you also to the Whomping Willows for our incredible theme song. It is their song, Wolfstar. Bye! Bye.